Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Lighthouse Chapel International. his name. We want to take our memory verse, Romans chapter 6, verse 12. Can we take it together? Ready, go. Romans chapter 6, verse 12. 
Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the last thereof. Romans chapter 6, verse 12. We take it again. Romans chapter 6, verse 12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the last thereof. Romans chapter 6, verse 12. Should we take it again or one last time? Okay. Romans chapter 6, verse 12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the last thereof. Romans chapter 6, verse 12. Amen. Okay, so I think we can take it. Okay, let's take it together. Ready, go. Romans chapter 6, verse 12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the last thereof. Romans chapter 6. Verse 12. Father, we thank you for today. We ask for the help of your spirit. Holy Ghost, open our eyes to behold wondrous things in the word of God. Let no one leave here the same today. Us, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Please be seated. Please turn with me to John chapter 6. John chapter 6, I'm reading from verse 66. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will you also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you twelve, and one of you is a devil? He spake of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for he it was that should betray him being one of the twelve. Amen. Today I want to share with you um, 20 reasons why you must be a permanent member of the church. 20 reasons. Tell somebody 20 reasons why you must be a permanent member. <laughs> yeah. We will share whatever the Lord allows us to share. We'll move on. Amen. But right there in this scripture, we see that it is not a good thing to be somebody who is not permanent. You are around, but you are not around. Because Jesus said something. He said, have I not chosen 12 of you and one of you is a devil? Mercy. It is the devil who is not stable. When you read Job chapter 1, 
Bible says that the sons of God gathered. And the devil came to the meeting. So devils go for such meetings when the sons of God meet. So the Bible says that God looked at him and said, Now, where are you coming from? (laughs) He said, from going to and fro in the earth and walking up and down in it, to and fro. The devil is one of the busiest people on earth because his problem is that he cannot be at many places at the same time. Unlike the Holy Spirit who can do that. So he will be in Teshi. Then he realized that, no, he has to go to Madrid. Then he would dash to Medina. Then when he gets to Medina, yay, I have to deal with somebody in India. Then he will move to India. He's just moving all over the place. He cannot stay at one place. That's the devil for you. To and fro. He's just moving up and down. So anybody who can stay at one place, and he keeps moving up and down, you have the spirit of the devil. I'm not saying it. The Bible is saying, I'm just, I'm reading, the way you're looking at me, I'm reading the Bible to and fro and up and down. Yeah. You see, when you give your life to Christ, God wants you to be stable. Stay in the church. Be around. It's a good thing. It's a good policy to just be around. That's what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58. It said, be therefore steadfast, unmovable. Yeah. But you, you move today, you go here, today you are here, tomorrow you are here. It's like you are in almost every church. Mobile church member. And the church has become like a football team. Today I support Manchester. Oh, they drew with Burnley. They are not good. I am moving to Liverpool beat these people 3-1. You are not alone. We are with you. You shall never walk alone. Hey! And you are moving everywhere. Such a, 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 a spirit. It's not a good spirit. Yeah. You see people, they say, I'm with this political party. Next time you hear, they say, no, we have changed. We are crossing over to the other side. Oh! People keep moving. Even in marriage. Yeah. See people, they've gotten a lady giving her all the raps in the world. You are the sweetest thing that ever happened to me. You are the only opoku in my palm nut soup. Is <laughs> Opoku, then you are raining. Yeah, because that one is a very solid one. When I saw you, my heart moved from the left to the right. I'll give you my heart. And I'll use batteries. Hey. I will swim across the oceans. And I will get ice cream for you. And I'll swim back and give it to you, honey. Hey. Ladies, when they say these things to you, then you are happy. But it's just raps. They don't have any intention of staying with you. 
you follow Rap say, when he starts no, start checking on him, where, where has he come from? To and fro. Which sister has he left and has come to you? Because you two will be left. He has to move to and fro, up and down. And people bring it to the church. Sometimes we can't stay in the church. Keep moving, moving, moving. You see, as pastors, we also need to know that you are with us. Yeah. One day, King Jehu met with Jehonadab in 2 Kings chapter 10, in verse 15. And the Bible says that when he met him, he asked him a question. He said, is your heart with me as my heart is with you? Because many times as pastors, we want to know the way we are with you. Are you with us in the same way? Yeah. And I tell you, the pastor's work is the most difficult work you can ever find. It's more difficult than medicinal. Oh, yeah, you can ask the doctors. They will tell you. Because whatever you go through, we are going through with you. Then somebody will call. My child... This, yesterday, somebody called me. He said, I'm at the hospital. They said the baby uh, is, is breached. So, pray with me. I don't know. They said they want to do surgery. What should I do? And me too, I'm there. Pastor, I have to decide for you. Medical decisions. We are taking all these decisions. Somebody will call. Somebody called me one day, 3 a.m. Ah! I said, what is it? He said, my child has just died. We hear all sorts of things. Today is funeral. Tomorrow is wedding. Next time is outdooring. Next time is dedication. We are moving. Our heart just moves up and down, up and down, up and down. Different emotion. In the morning, we are at outdooring. Later in the day, we are at a funeral. Then we come for a wedding. Then we are just moving. Roller coaster. Cry. <laughs> It's okay, it is well. Then when you arrive at the wedding, <laughs> what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. You are blessed. May you have children. We are moving in all these things. Then we have done all these things for you. Then one day you get up and leave. Not even a bye-bye. It is not right. So, I am preaching to you why you must be permanent in the church. Is it a good idea? Yes. It's a good policy. So, I'm giving you 20 reasons. After 20 reasons, if you are not convinced, I don't know. Because there are some people too, you are still not decided yet. You come every Sunday, but you are still not sure whether you should stay or not. After today's service, just stay. Yeah, maybe you're waiting for an angel to come and speak to you. I am here. I am talking to you. May you receive direction and stay. So reason number one, why you must be a permanent member of the church is because you will receive consistent pastoral care. You will receive consistent pastoral care. It's very important. God wants everybody to have 
pastoral care. And that's why we have all these forms in the pouches in front of you, so that if you need any form of pastoral care, just write it down. We'll be there. We want everybody to have pastoral care in the church. Amen. At least it's our manifesto uh, that we are presenting to you. Everybody shall have pastoral care. Oh, I thought you would shout, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every member shall receive a visit. Every member shall be prayed for. <laughs> one member, one shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good policy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because there are some places that people even don't see the pastor. But we are committed. We want to give you good pastoral care. Hallelujah. Amen. Because that's the desire of God. In Luke chapter 10 and verse 33, okay, 30, the story of the Good Samaritan. I'm sure you all know this man who traveled from Jerusalem to Jericho, fell among thieves, beating all that. Priest came by, didn't mind him, Levite. The Bible says in verse 33 that a Samaritan who had nothing to do with Jews, blah, 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 came around. When he saw him, the Bible says he had compassion on him. And so he took him, he bound up his wounds, poured oil, poured wine. The Bible says, and he took care of him. And then verse 34, he took him on the morrow, took him out two pens. No, verse 34, went to him, bound him, pour it in oil, and he brought him to an inn, a place where they can take care of him. When a person is saved, what God always desires is that the person will be brought to a place where they will take care of the person. Hallelujah. So the church is a place where you are brought to so that you'll be taken care of. Amen. So he brought him there, took care of him. Verse 35 says that, and on the morrow he departed, he took out two pens, gave them to the host, that is the pastor, and said to the pastor, take care of him. Take care of him. Take care of him. Take care of her. Take care of him. Care of her, take care of him. He said, I'm leaving you. Whatever you spend, when I come, I will pay you all. Hallelujah. So we want to take care of you. And it's always good when you are at one place and they are taking care of you. It's like the hospital. If you are at the hospital, I don't know if any of the doctors are around, but you are not allowed, you have one doctor here. Dr. Sogbojo is your doctor. And then Dr. Tabate is your doctor. Then Dr. Segbefia is also your doctor. And then Dr. Boboji is your doctor. Then Amewuda and Tamaklo. So you alone, six doctors, everybody is taking care of you. 
By all means, this one will give an instruction. This one will give an, when you come, this one will say they should give you two injections. But this one will say, no, you need chloroquine. This one will say, you need vitamin C. And this one will say, you need this coatem. Charlie, you will die. Everybody is just experimenting with you. Because every doctor is trying to take care of you. But when you are in one hospital, what is this? Is that there's a folder. Your history is all in the folder. So any problem you have is there. So when the doctor takes your folder, he checks, oh, you, you were given co-attempt, so today they have to give you this, and then tomorrow they give you this, and then they are taking care of you till you get well. Hallelujah. Yeah. But if you move to another hospital, the doctor doesn't know that you have been given co-attempt already, then he too, he will give you a tesunate. As a warning. And then, before you are dying. Yeah. You see, when you are with us here, we have your folder here. We have your history here. All your problems we know. So when you come, we know how to deal with you. We poured oil the other day. We know that the oil didn't work. So today, we have to do something else. Communion. We are giving you what you need so that we can take care of you. Oh, yeah. We know you. You are in the church, you see people smiling, but we, when we see people, we see issues. And we know everybody's issue. We have the folders. Yeah. There are some people when they are in the church and the preaching is going on, they manifest in a certain way. So we know how to deal with them. Every day we, we get an usher to sit by them, to control them. That, that's it. We, we, we have the history. No, you may be worried, but we are not worried because we know you. We know your problem. We know. We know how to take care of you. And we are taking care of people in the church. <laughs> it's too powerful. So consistent pastoral care is what you need. Yeah. And that's what God has commissioned us to do for you. And we are committed to doing that for you. We'll take care of you. We'll be there. When you have your outdooring, call us. When you are dedicating your house, call us. Whatever it is, we'll be there to be with you. Hallelujah. Are you excited about that? Yeah. If you are not permanent, it will be very difficult to know how to be with you in your problem. Sometimes you see that some people go to some other church. They say they need a letter of recommendation. We look at the person. We don't know this person. We don't have the history. Say, how well do you know this person? Uh, is he reliable? Will you recommend him to be married? Mm. 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 This one, we don't know it. Because I don't know you. And when you are around there, we know you. We can take good care of you. We can help you to do well. Oh, I thought you would put your hands together for Jesus. Number two, you will receive Consistent pastoral feeding. Feeding. The care is different from the feeding. Consistent. Because, you see, when people are being fed, you don't just give them any food. You can ask their wives. They don't just cook every day, banku, banku, 
like that. They try to vary different things. Today is rice, tomorrow is this, and all that. And once in a while, too, you put some, something to bring joy. Yeah. So, if you go to a place, you are being fed with something, and you move from that place, you go to another place, they don't know that you have been given this bangkun. So, they also give you the same bangkun, but maybe that's not what you need at that time. Yeah. Sometimes we give popcorn. It's a type of food that we are provided. So today, popcorn for everybody. Popcorn, popping, popping. Everybody's popping in the church. And because we didn't stay for next week, because we know that next week, it will be hot kinky with pepper, with fried fish, and some pork on the side. That is all we are serving next week. So today is popcorn. Any pie? <laughs> so when you stay around, next week, that is what is coming. But you move from this church to Gubli Gov International. And they are also serving popcorn because they don't know that you ate popcorn last week. So your whole life is just popcorn. Nobody grows on popcorn. Yeah. Have you eaten popcorn, a lot of popcorn before? How many? You eat popcorn that you can eat and you are never full. How many? You've been eating popcorn. You say, never full. Yeah. But you see, in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 14, he said, Turn, O backsliding children, say the Lord, for I am married unto you. And I will take you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. So God will take you from wherever you are and he will bring you to Zion, which is the church. Wow. Why is he bringing you to Zion? Verse 15 answers that. And I will give you pastors. 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 Hallelujah. That is why God brings you to church. He wants you to have a pastor. And why do you need a pastor? To feed you with knowledge and understanding. That is the thing you need to make you grow as a Christian. When you go somewhere else, they may give you something else. But in the church, you will be fed with knowledge and understanding. That is what you are given in the church. So as you come and you are receiving it, you need to stay. The Bible says that Line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. We'll be giving you every day, we'll give you something. And there are different people in the church. So different meals have been served. They are fancy born again. So we need to give salad. Salad and uh, what? Sausage, fried something, you know, with tea. Yeah, and cake. Fanties are there. They are... They are Ashanti's also. Spiritual fufu and lye soup or ebunebununkwai. And akrantie. Hey! The guns are there. They need their hot komikeshito. So all these meals will be served in the church. Even there is banku and okro soup. 
You know something when you come to church, some of the messages as you are receiving, echo your your. It's like Bangu and Okro that is just going and going and going and going. Come every day you receive a word that will change you. Be around. Be around. That's what you need to grow. If you keep moving, you will not hear what you need to hear. Number three. Third reason why you must be permanent because you are part of a family. This church is the family that God has given to you. And I want to encourage you, stay here. This is a beautiful family with beautiful people. Hallelujah. God has given you a new family. When you become born again, you become part of a new family. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. The person sitting by you is now your brother or your sister. Yeah. And sometimes when you are very close, you are involved and committed. Even the church family becomes more important than your own biological family. How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah. At least in my case, they will meet me and say, Charlie, these days we don't see you at all. It's like, yeah. Because I'm also in the family business. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 13. Wherefore, I desire that ye faint not my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Verse 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. 15. Of whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named. Yeah. There is a family in heaven and there's a family on earth. One day the two families are going to meet. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah. First Thessalonians 4.18. The message Bible. It says that we'll be walking on the air. And then there will be one huge family reunion in heaven. Oh, it's a good place to put your hands together. I'm looking forward to that day. Where we meet up there with the Lord. Family reunion. Because those who are dead in Christ, they have joined the family in heaven. And those of us here on earth, we are with this family here. So when the two of us meet, reunion. Amen. I was telling the people in the first service today that that is the reason why Bible says that God gave Job twice as much when he turned his captivity around. But the only thing God didn't give Job twice or double is his children. Yeah. Because the other children, they are in heaven. So if he gives another twice, it will be three. But the family, one family in heaven, one family on earth, so that when they meet, there will be the double family reunion. Family reunion. So you are part of a family. God, Psalm 68, verse 5, verse 6. God puts the solitary in families. He makes sure that everybody has a family that you are a part of. Because God is family minded. 
So make up your mind that you are going to be a part of this family. Whatever this family is doing, you are going to support and be a part of it. And when you are a part of a family, you don't just leave. Nobody here has left your family. Yeah. If your name is Ametepe, that is you, Ametepe forever. Ametepe family, you are in it. Even if you change your name and make it pay Amete, still you are an Ametepe. <laughs> you look like your mother. You, you, you are in the family. So once you are in this family of God, you cannot just get up and say, I'm leaving the family. And sometimes the slightest thing that happens, I'm going away. Somebody says something to me and I don't like. I'm tired. I'm going. Even the preaching, they were preaching. They were preaching about me. I'm leaving. Where are you going? And why should we preach about only you? Ah. They were saying some Ametepe, Ametepe. I'm the one we were talking about. I don't even know any Ametepe. I beg you. I beg you. What are they saying? They are trying to smoke my name. I'm leaving the church. I beg you. If you are called Ametepe, I beg you. I'm just giving an example. Don't leave. And when they are preaching and the message is about you, nobody knows that it's you that they are talking about. But sometimes you feel nobody knows it's you. But it, nobody knows. So when the message is going, the pastor is preaching, stand to your feet and say, Pastor, preach the message. What a word. Preach. You are preaching. Meanwhile, you are the one who so people will be sitting by you and say, hey, this buddy, the message is good for him. He's not. Meanwhile, you are the very person. So when you go back home, then you say, hey, Charlie, today more the word here to us for me, pal. Yeah. One brother, as the message was going on, the pastor was preaching. He was just saying, so you don't have to fornicate. You know, the Bible says that fornication must not be named once among you. So this funny. Then the guy got up. Hey, if you are preaching, preach. Ah, every day, fornication, fornication, fornication. Why? If you are preaching, preach. Nobody has mentioned your name. Eh, I'm leaving the church. But you see, when Jesus asked Peter, are you also going to leave? Are you people leaving? Peter said, where are we going? We don't have anywhere. This is where we are. You have the words of life. We want to stay here. We like the words you are preaching. We like what you are saying. It is helping us. Even though it's not palatable. Because when the people came at first, Jesus gave them bread and fish. Like shawarma. Plenty. Thousand people were fed. So I think the word went around that Charlie, that church. There's bread there. Shawarma is there. Fish. Beggar. So let's go. So people came for the service. When they arrived, Jesus started preaching. Uh-huh. Today, I'll give you my flesh. Drink my blood. The people were angry. What message is that? What message is that? We are for bread, you say, your body and your blood. We are leaving, we are going. And they all left. 
Everybody left apart from the 12. So Jesus said, are you also going? They said, where are we going? We don't have anywhere to go. Secondly, we have come to believe. We have come to believe. We have come to believe. We have come to believe that you are the son of God. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They believed. They were there when the heavens opened and the voice spoke and he said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. They were there. They heard it. They heard it. They were with him on the Mount of Transfiguration when the Lord appeared and said once again, this is my beloved son. They said, we believe. We believe. And not only do we believe, and we are sure. When you don't believe and you are sure, anything can move you. Do you believe that this is where God wants you to be? Are you sure in your spirit? Then you are going to be here no matter what. Whether the message is too hot, whether the message is what, whatever it is, we are here. We are going to be in the church and we'll be here to receive consistent pastoral feeding. Oh, oh. We are sure. We are sure. Ask the next person, are you around or you are still not sure whether you should be here? Otherwise, you will not be able to receive what you must receive. Mm. Eh, so, pastor, are you saying that uh, mm, we cannot leave the church? I didn't say that. Even the church, we have so many doors. That if you want to go out, there are a lot of ways of going out. So, we are not saying that nobody should leave. But spirit of I am living, I am living, is not a good spirit. When the prodigal son was in his father's house, the devil was luring him to come out. There is something here. Come and experience it. It's a lie. At the end of the day, he was eating with pigs. Your life will be destroyed without God. Yeah. Listen to this brother sharing his testimony with him. He has never been to church before. You will see that the difference between somebody who is in church and somebody who is not in church is a great difference. He has been to prison four times. Three, three years he has been inside. One and a half years he has been inside. Uh, how many years? Five years. Many of you should have been in prison. But it's the word you have been hearing every day. The word that you are being fed every day is what has delivered you. Anchor by now, you'll be in prison. It's just that he has not heard the message you are hearing. And he continued in a certain line. But when you come to church, you will hear a word. A word that will order your steps. It will correct you. It will reprove you. It will, it will instruct you. So that you will become thoroughly furnished unto every good work. Yeah. Hallelujah. And you see, for somebody like that, he can appreciate what a church does in a person's life. Because he has been on that side. He has seen how his life was. Prodigal son was eating with pigs. Then he got up, he said, no. I am making a mistake. Ah, 
My father has many servants. All of them have food to eat. And look at me. I'm eating with pigs. No way. I must go back to the house of God. I must go back to the house of my father. There are people there. They will take care of me. They will feed me. They will feed me. He went back to his father's house. Stay. Don't let the devil take you away. Go to America and see how people are divorcing all over the place. Because it is a normal thing in America for people to divorce. Oh, it's normal. You will see many billboards. They've written 1-800-DIVORCE. 1-800-DIVORCE. Are you tired of your marriage? 1-800-DIVORCE. They have it so simple. So when you pick up your phone, 1-800-DIVORCE. Yes. I don't like my wife anymore. No problem. Pass through. They have drive-through divorce. When you read that, there's a menu. How do you want it? There's, that. there's a menu there. Somebody sent it to me. I was in America. I saw billboard. He said, when diamonds are not forever, 1-800-DIVORCE. So when you are in your car, you are driving, you're not ready, your wife is boring you in the house. Ah, then you pick your phone, 1-800-DIVORCE. That's it. And it happens. Even the pastors in America, many pastors are divorced. So, that kind of spirit is not here. That's why people don't divorce easily here. But you see that if it comes, some people will do it. They will do it. Because here, when you want to divorce, the family members must come. Hey, friend, hey, why? So, by the time they finish with you, you now you change your mind. You don't want to divorce again. My own friend, he went to America. He was there doing well. well and then he, so he wanted his wife to join him. So he made arrangements. His wife came to join him. They were there a few years. Because I met him in Ghana. I said, ah, what has happened? And he was telling me the story. He said, when his wife came to join him, they were there. They were there. Then one day she says she wants a divorce. He said, hey. He started packing all their things. We are going back to Ghana. As soon as he arrived in Ghana, she changed her mind. She doesn't want a divorce again. That's it. <laughs> he said, if I stay there, my wife will divorce me. And the court will support her. 1-800-DIVORCE. No. I don't want this. Brought her back to Ghana. Straight away. They are still married till today. That's it. <laughs> Ask the next person, do you want to go away or you are around? You are around. Because the devil wants you to go away. But there's something here that you must have. Hallelujah. Oh, how many realize that God has something great here for you? May you receive it in the name of Jesus. Wow. Let me give you one more. What do you think? Be permanent because you are part of a garden. 
And number five, be permanent because you are part of a building. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, as we close. The Bible says that, for we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry or garden. Ye are God's building. Maybe you should find another version that gives us the garden. But what it is is that you are like a tomato plant or garden eggs or any plant, onion, watermelon, in the house of God. And what God is doing is that every day he's putting fertilizer, manure, um, soil, black soil, he's pouring water, tilling the ground, removing the weeds, so that your life will be beautiful, so that you can bring forth fruits nicely. Then one day when he comes, you have moved from there. I don't want to be in the garden there. I, I want to be at another place. When you move, how will you do well? You should ask the people who plant. They will tell you, when you keep moving plants from one place to the other, they die. Yeah. So you must stay fixed where you are. So that we will add manure, we will add fertilizer, we will add this, we will add that, so that your life will be well. Yeah. What the Bible says, I think in Luke chapter 13 or so, verse 6, that there's this plan that the Lord had come to look for fruit on it. And there was no fruit. Yeah. Fig tree. <coughs> and he came, he found none. Verse 7. So he wanted to cut it down because it was wasting the ground. But there was somebody there, verse 8, a vine dresser. He answered and said, Lord, let it alone. He said, let me till around it. Let me dig about it. Let me dung it. Let me water it small. Let's see. So every day God is watering. God is taking care of you. Small, small. You are getting better. Yeah, some things must be taken, weeds must be taken out of your life. You must be pruned. Different things so that you will do well. Yeah, it can only happen when you are stable. Because every day when you come, a word will cut something off. Another word will do this. Another word will do that. Different things, eventually, you will look like a beautiful plant that is there. Hallelujah. Yeah. You are God's building. A building doesn't just move. Can you imagine one day you go to your house, your, your house has moved. Or a part of the house. The toilet has moved. It said it's going to visit somebody. Hey, what kind of house is that? Or the window is moved. Because every one of us represents something in the house of God. First Peter chapter 2. It says, ye all as lively stones are built together a spiritual house. 
So God is using us. Everyone is a type of stone that God is using to build his house. So maybe you are this, you are the roofing sheet. Then you have moved. I'm going to another house to help them. They are building their house. I'm going to put the sheet there. Ah, meanwhile, you are the sheet in this house. And you have left. You cannot just leave. You cannot just leave. You cannot just leave. You cannot just leave. You have to be here. That is how God sees you. You are part of a building. That's the next person. Are you a roofing sheet moving or you are cement or you are or you are stable? May the Lord help us. May we be stable in the house of God so we can receive all that we must receive. Consistent pastoral care. That is what you are going to receive in the name of Jesus. You shall be fed with the word of God. I see the word of God coming to change you and transform you. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Your life will not be the same again. Stand to your feet as we close. Hallelujah. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Oh, no turning back. The cross before me. The cross before me. The world behind me. The world behind the cross before me. The world behind me. The cross before me. The cross before me. Oh, the world behind me. No turning back. Oh, no turning. Lift up your voice wherever you are. Talk to God. Commit yourself to God. Ask God to help you to be permanent. Pray that the Spirit of God will rest upon you. Pray that you will be stable in the church. You will be committed in the church. You will not be moving, but you will stay so you can receive what God has for you. Lift up your voice and pray for yourself. Pray. Maybe you've been wondering, should I stay? Should I not? Today, I believe the Lord is speaking to you. Stay and be a part of the church so you can receive what God has for you in this place. In the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, we pray for your help. We pray that Lord will be unmovable. Oh God, steadfast in your house. In the name of Jesus. When you come, may you find us where we ought to be, oh God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord. Help your people. May we be stable. May we be committed. May we be planted. In the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord. Makatabo shitabayane. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you glory in the name of Jesus. Today, with every head bowed, with all eyes closed, God wants you to be a part of this family. Maybe somebody invited you to church, but you are not born again. You don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. I want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. If you are here like that, you want to surrender your life to Jesus. Just lift up your right hand wherever you are. 
and I'm going to pray with you right where you are. Lift up your hand. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. I see your hands over there. God bless you. God bless you. Many hands lifted. Oh, let it go up above your head. Today is a day of salvation. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If you have lifted up your hand, please do one more thing for me. Please move out of your seat and come. 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 Come to the front. I want to pray with you. I have decided. Come all the way. To fall. Keep clapping for them as they come. Come. For them as they come. come all the way, come all the to way. Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. Clap for them as they come. Clap for them. Is anybody here from our Kashiman Crusade? You give your life to Christ. Kashiman, anybody here? Two people here. Three. Oh, wow. You also? Oh, clap for them. Beautiful. We had a crusade just last week. Many souls were saved. And we thank God that they've come to church. Hallelujah. Lift up your two hands and let's pray. It's a sign of surrender. Say, Lord Jesus, today I thank you. Shedding your blood to wash away my sins. Please forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. From today, I will serve you for the rest of my days. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. 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 Wonderful. God bless you so much. You've taken a very important decision. And God made you a part of this church. I hope the communion is coming. God has made you a part of this family. May you stay here. Serve God the rest of your days. Are you getting it? This is your home. Wherever you are born, that's where you are. That's the family you belong to. So we pray that you stay here. Every Sunday we are here. Come to church. And on Tuesdays also, we come to church. Amen. So I want you to be here. Hallelujah. One of the things we do as a family is that we also partake of the communion, the Lord's table. Now that you have also joined this family, you're going to join us today to take the communion. Hallelujah. Amen. Sons of God, here is holy word. The table of the Lord, eat his body, drink his blood, and we'll sing a song of love. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, we are one. Brothers and sisters, we Yeah.
So hold on. Hold on. Hallelujah. The bread represents the body of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that his body was broken for us. That we will not have to be broken. The Bible says that by his stripes we were healed. I believe that today as you partake of this body of Jesus, healing is coming to you. Anywhere you are not well, believe God that healing is going to that place in the name of Jesus. Let us pray. Father, we pray over these communion elements. We pray over the bread, we pray over the wine, we declare your bread and wine by your body and your blood that was shed for us on the cross of Calvary. Father, as we partake of this bread, your body, let it bring healing to us, O Lord. Replace organs that are not functioning well. Deliver your people from sickness in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for your healing. In Jesus' name we pray. The body of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. Amen. took the cup after the asap he said this is my blood in the new testament as often as you eat this bread you drink this cup you do show my death this the bible calls the cup of blessing as you take it may there be a blessing in your body and because of the blessing according to Isaiah 65 verse 8 May you be preserved. Because there's a blessing in you, you shall not be destroyed. And there's one that said, destroy it not, for there's a blessing in it. This is the blessing that is coming to you. The blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. is power
We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. For further inquiries, please call 030-7010-444. That's 030-7010-444. God richly bless you.